Hello and welcome to the special support section of Melee's Turnwheel, the sub-series dedicated to discussing the many supports of the Fire Emblem series. I'm your host, I'm a Melee Kirby, and today we are taking a look at the Ostian characters in Fire Emblem The Binding Blade. So we have Wendy, Barth, Bors, OJ, and Lilina. And we're going to be going through all these guys, talking about all their supports, and yeah, unpacking these characters a little bit because... Um, you know, this game's got some good characters. Um, I'm pretty sure that in other parts of the game that aren't Ostia, there are some good characters in there. Um, so we have to talk about these guys to get to the good characters. <laughs> no, um, I haven't, I haven't read any of the supports yet. I kind of peeked, I, I give you guys a peek behind the curtain last episode and talked about how I'm recording this. And then I just pause the recording and go read the supports and then start the recording again and talk about them. Um, so if it seems a little bit disjointed, that's probably why. Um, but yes, I did just record the previous episode, uh, SSS 6.2. I recorded that like 20 minutes ago. I went up, I made myself a sandwich, and then I <laughs> sat back down and I started recording this one. So uh, I might be a little bit low on energy. I might not do the whole recording in one sitting. We'll have to see, but um, I don't want to beat around the bush because I do want to get this done relatively quickly. So let's just go ahead and get started talking about these guys, starting with the one, the only Gwendolyn, also known as Wendy. I'm going to be referring to her as Wendy because that is all I know her as. I would never call her Gwendolyn ever in a million years. So we're starting off on a bad note. We're going we're gonna to start from the bottom and hopefully work our way up, but I did something I don't usually do, and I just read through every single support for this character, and I can say conclusively that they are all fucking awful. Wendy has five support partners. She has Bors, Astolfo, Lilina, Barth, and OJ. The only one, the only one that I would say is like close to passable is the Astolfo one. Um, and I'm just going to run through them real quick. It's really, there's really nothing to say about any of these. So the Boris support, Boris is her brother. You'd think that there'd be a great opportunity for some supports there. Maybe talk about their childhood, maybe talk about their relationship a little bit, you know, like where, you know, how much she looks up to him, you know, really just a, a well of content there to pull from. Instead, the C and B support are Wendy kind of just doing her thing and Boris goes around and like, and it keeps pretending like he's not following her, but is actually following her just to make sure that she's doing okay, which is sweet, right? You know, that's all right. That's, that's pretty characterful. I like that for Boris. It would have been great if it was the subject of one of their support levels instead of all three of them. Um, and the A support, Wendy eventually just says, listen, I need to, you need to let me, you know, be who I am. I'm a knight of Ostia, um, and I want to be like you, so just leave me alone. Uh, she says it nicer than that, but then, of course, Boris says, uh, man, I would have, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I was being silly, um, and I, I should let her do her own thing. Now, it's just, it's just nothing. Like, it's just, like, it would, that would already be a bad support. If the C support was exactly what it was, and then the B support is where they had that conversation, and then the A support was, like, in more depth, maybe, like, why he's so worried about her. Maybe they have some kind of, like, backstory about that explains that. Or maybe she comes to him and says, hey, I'm sorry that I was so mean to you, you know? Um, no, nothing. Like, even even if that was the case, I would, I would still consider that, like, a pretty middle-of-the-road support. But no, it's just, it's just fucking nothing. The Astolfo support is fine. Um, it's a little bit of Astolfo backstory. Not even like any good Astolfo backstory. There's some good uh, Astolfo backstory. Uh, we get some later on with his uh, Igreen, Igreen support. But for his Wendy support, it's just it's just like he he broke into Burn Castle once. I guess not really. It doesn't it doesn't make a difference. You know, it's it's pretty mundane. Uh, she he calls her fat and she gets mad. That's funny. That's really funny, right, guys? A very funny. It's a, it's a comedy. It's a good good writing, good comedy. Is there anything in here worth talking about? 
no, the A support is like four lines long. It's just her lecturing him about how bad, um, about how bad of a knight he is. All right. The Lilina support is next on the wiki, but I'm skipping that one. We're saving that one for last. Barth. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to read to you all of Wendy's lines in the first two levels of the support. I'm not going to read the whole supports. I'm just going to read the Wendy's lines in the C and B Barth support. Okay. Sir Barth, are you all right? Yes, of course. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, I will. That is all that she says for the first two supports. And the Barth side of things isn't really much better. He's just, you know, giving her lectures about, you know, being a knight um, and, and telling her that she needs to, like, live up to her reputation, blah, 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 whatever. Um, generic bullshit. Now, the A support is actually, like, pretty long. And... You'd think they're like, oh, maybe they're actually going to do something here. But no, Barth says, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're competent enough to like be your own judge now, basically. Like you can, you can figure out for yourself where you need to pick up the slack. Um, And Wendy just kind of keeps saying like, hey, isn't there anything that I can do better? Come on, give me some guidance. Um, And then Barth says, no, you can do it yourself. Um, and then she gets sad because she thinks that he's going to, like, leave her and not, you know, train her anymore. There might be a hint of, like, some romance going on there. I don't know. Um, but I don't care, frankly. Um, but then he says, you know, I'll, I'll still, you know, we're still f- on the same side. We're still fighting together. I'll still be there. Um, I'm just not going to, like, you know, be right there trying to, to, you know, encourage you to pick up the slack or whatever. Um, and then the final line of... The final line of the support is hers. Like she does not to not to, you know, I don't want to give it not enough credit. She does have lines here, but I just think it's funny because the final line of the support is her saying yes. Um, just yes. Uh, and I think I think that's very funny. OK, now we have the infamous OJ support. All right. Um, I'm just going to read to you the C the C support. OK, I'm going to read you the C support. And then I'm not even going to bother talking about the other two because they're they're comparably terrible. But this is like one of the funniest supports in all of Fire Emblem, so I'm going to read it uh, anyway. C support. OJ, what are you doing, Gwendolyn? Gwendolyn, I'm practicing my walking. Walking? Why? For an armor knight, it's tough to get back up if you fall to the ground. You have to build strong legs to make sure that you will never fall. I see. The basics are everything, OJ. <laughs> what are we doing here? Why did I decide to spend several years of my life on this fucking podcast? Was this, is this what it's all? Is this what it's all about? Is this why we're here? Does anyone really want me to read the next two support levels of of OJ and Wendy? Moving on, we're gonna talk about the Lilina support. So this one, honestly, the C support and the B support are pretty good for like, you know, like, like kind of middle of the road for most other characters, but this had the potential to be her best support. The C support is her like kind of bonding with Lilina a little bit. Um, and she talks like, Hey, uh, you know, you're, you're striving to be like your brother, you know, Wendy talks a little bit about what it means to her to be an armor knight, you know, that sort of thing. That's good stuff. I like that. B support. Lilina tries to get her to, you know, engage in a little girl talk, you know, there and and Wendy is just not used to it. That's not really what she is interested in. She doesn't feel like she doesn't like pay any thought like like Lilina's asking her if there's any boys she likes because they're, you know, they're a couple of girls around the same age and they they live in the same area. So Lilina wants to be friends. Um and but Wendy just doesn't really have much to say. So that's fair enough. Okay, cool. So we're seeing that relationship be established, deepened. You know, they're kind of like bouncing off of each other. Both of them have interesting things to say. It's cool. All right. We're 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 getting somewhere with this, right? So you would think the A support, they kind of finally come into their own, they start bonding, they become friends. No. None of that. Lilina says, I just want to be friends with you. And Gwendolyn <laughs> I know I just said I would never call her Gwendolyn, but I'm just looking at the script right now, and it says Gwendolyn. Wendy says no. 
I don't want you to be my friend. You're my you're my uh lord. I serve under you. We can't be friends. And Lena says, "Oh, okay." And then Wendy says, "But I'll still talk to you." And Lena's like, "Okay, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah, thanks. That's it. That's the end of the support." Why? Why did they do this? Why would they have? They had a really solid thing going here. They had the the C and the B support. All they had to do was just have them have a nice little friendly conversation in the A support. And I would have said, you know, this support isn't fantastic or anything, but it's pretty good. And it's their best support. And it's all right. You know, I, I like it. Um, But no, they just had to s- subvert the I mean, it's it's a generic, uh, you know, uh, trajectory for a support, you know, two characters getting to know each other, being friends. One of the characters is a little bit off-put because of the station difference, but eventually they come together and realize that they can't have that kind of connection after all. Um, but no, for some reason, for this one, they really decided that Wendy was just going to say, fuck you, Lilina. I can't be your friend because I'm your knight. And I, I like, if that was the B support, that'd be pretty cool, you know? And then the A support, they could maybe come to a come to an understanding, right? Where maybe she realizes she was being a little, you know, closed-minded. Or Lilina tries to engage with her more in a in a way that Wendy is more comfortable with. That could have been cool. No. No, she's, um, she just doesn't. It's just, no, we can't be friends. Whatever. Ugh. Um, I can't say for sure. We're only, how many, this is the ninth character we've talked about? Um, I can't say for sure. But I'm pretty confident in saying that Wendy is my least favorite character in Fire Emblem The Binding Blade. And yeah, she's just she's just horrible. There's just no good supports here at all. Um, the Astolfo one is okay for Astolfo. And that's it. There's really nothing else. So uh, I'm going to move on. Oh, um, I when, uh, when, when am I doing Astolfo? Hold on. Let me double check something. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> We have a little bit of a problem here. I planned out all the SSS episodes. I know who I'm going to be talking about in what order. Um, I'm only going to be talking about a character once they show up in the main episodes. Uh, So, you know, we're not going to be talking about like Echidna for a while or until after the next episode comes out. We're not going to be talking about Corel, obviously, until until towards the end, you know, stuff like that. Um, I forgot to put Astolfo. (laughs) anywhere on here so i'm probably just gonna throw him in somewhere i don't think i want it to be this episode though i'll probably yeah okay no i know i know where i'm gonna do it all right yeah that's fine it's not this episode um but we'll talk about him in uh in a couple episodes so um yeah that's wendy wendy sucks uh let's move on to let's do boars next i guess let's do let's talk about mr boars boars has five support partners he has Wendy, who we've already seen, OJ, Barth, Lilina, and Astolfo. Um, so all the characters we've already, you know, we're already talking about this episode, um, except for Astolfo. So we've already seen the Wendy one. Really boring. I guess for, for Bor- it's slightly better for Boris than it is for Wendy. It just shows that he's a little bit of a doting older brother who is overprotective of his sister to a fault. And by the end, he realizes that he was being a little bit, you know, a little bit silly. Um, and, and kind of leaves her to do her own thing. That's pretty cool. Nice, nice, uh, nice bit of character growth for him there, I guess. Not terrible. Just not, uh, not particularly interesting. If that, if that was like Wendy's worst support, um, and, and it was among like way better ones, then I, I wouldn't really mind it. It, it would, it's fine. It's serviceable. But unfortunately for Wendy, it is probably like one of her better ones, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but anyway, uh, for Boris, let's hope that that is the, uh, the worst of the lot. Um, and move on to talk about his Astolfo support. All right, his uh, Astolfo support is fucking excellent, and we're already off to a great start. I'm starting to have a feeling that Astolfo might be one of the better characters in the game. Just just a little bit of a hunch, um, because this support is genuinely fantastic. Um, well, first of all, Astolfo is drunk for the whole thing, and if you know how uh, GBA supports work, all the supports take place during battle, and Boris even brings that up. He says, um, you know, hey, are you drinking? And he says, Astolfo, we're in the middle of a battle. Um, 
and you know the first one is more of a comedy one although obviously i I would assume that most people would be off put by the fact that this guy is drinking um they clearly aren't playing that for comedy uh, at least doesn't seem like it to me the beast support they go into a little bit more depth and um astolfo just kind of starts putting a lot of shit that's happened on him he says I, I could have saved Lord Hector if I had given him, given him better information. I could have prevented the rebellion. There wasn't anything I could do about it, but I knew it was happening. Like it was, it was pretty obvious that it was going to happen. And I'm just a useless spy, and I'm terrible. And Boris, Boris doesn't really have a lot to say in this. Um, in fact, he he does say it is not your fault, but Astolfo just ignores him. But Boris, Boris doesn't really do anything. Boris actually brings up the fact that there are others watching and is, is honestly like really uncomfortable. Like I think I think even if you don't know anyone who's struggled with alcoholism, um, I think that we all kind of know we've all had that moment, I think, where we just see someone do something really embarrassing in public and you know, you just kind of feel bad for them. Um and and here they seeing Boris say like there are other people watching really kind of stirred that up in me of like yeah, he's he's definitely suffering. He's definitely going through a lot right now. So, um, you know, it's it's sad. Um, and then his ace support, he's still drunk. Um, but Boris decides to go all in anyway and just say, like, you know, we need to move forward. This responsibility was uh, it was it's all of ours, not just yours. I, I find that interesting. He says it's not it's it, responsibility lies with all of us. He doesn't say nobody or like no one could have seen this coming. He puts the blame on, on everyone equally, which I think is an interesting distinction. And then says, you know, we need to move forward. And he, he considers Astor a knight of Ostia, even though technically he's not a knight. He just he's just a spy. Um, but Boris Boris considers him a loyal ally and, and worthy of being considered a knight regardless, which I think is uh, is really nice. So pretty good support there, mostly for uh, Astor. But I do I do like it for Boris as well. So. Anyway, next is his Lilina support. So this support is good. I would say mostly for Lilina. Boris definitely seems to be playing the supporting character in his in his uh, support so far. Um, no pun intended. He is definitely more of like he's he's the like the sounding board for other characters to kind of bounce off of. Uh, at least you know in these in these first few. But uh, I like this one a lot. Again, mostly for Lilina. Basically. Uh, Lilina, it's kind of funny at first because Lilina is annoyed with him and doesn't want to admit it. Um, but then later kind of confesses like, hey, I, I am just, I'm really thinking about Roy recently. Uh, he seems like he's getting so grown up and, and moving away from me. And I just kind of miss what we used to have. Um, and Boris kind of like gives her some comfort and says like, he's still the same Roy that you once knew, even if he's changed a little bit. Um, and then in the A support, you know, Lilina seems to have realized her mistake and has grown from it. And Boris, uh, you know, Boris says, um, you know, that he's gonna he's gonna stay with her. Um, it's pretty good, you know. He's, he, Boris is a nice guy. He's helping her out, um, and and you know, being a nice person for her to come to in a moment of need, which I I think is is awesome. Next up, we have Barth. Barth's support is pretty simple. It's nothing fancy. They just, uh, you know. Barth is kind of deep in his feelings about, um, well, we'll start at the beginning. So, so the sea support, Barth talks about the arena. He's been going there to train. Boris kind of scolds him and says, like, I don't approve of that. It seems a little bit unknightly. Um, but Barth says, hey, whatever helps me get stronger. And the B support, they talk about, uh, Hector dying and how, you know, Barth would very much be the type who wanted to go out and, and join him. Um, but also felt like he had a, a responsibility to stay in Ostia to help Lilina. I'm going to move my mic a little bit closer. I had to adjust where I was sitting, so now I feel like I'm, I'm going to be really quiet, but it uh, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and then they talk a little bit. They, they, they give some exposition about how they're friends. Um, and then the ace support, they kind of go into each other's reasonings for wanting to become armor knights. Boars, we'll focus on Boars here. Um, he says that he wanted to protect the people he loved with uh with the armor um so he he did it for the people he cares about which is a good a reason as any um whereas barth says he did it because he wanted to be one of the strongest fighters he believes that no one can match a 
an armor knight one-on-one, which is hysterical, um, but we'll assume that it's true, like, in-universe, or at least he thinks it's true. Um, But then he kind of reflects, like, well, maybe that's true, but I still couldn't protect Lilina when it came down to it because it wasn't one-on-one they you know there was a bunch of them and I couldn't I couldn't do it and kind of he kind of laments that he's not strong enough you know pretty basic stuff it's nothing it's nothing that incredible but it's all right it's a decent support for sure next up is his OJ support and it's a good one uh, I would say Uh, not bad in fact I think this is uh, this is his last one it's all right it's decent he um he meets in the sea support is then meeting for the first time because I guess, you know, Boris was out uh, of, of Ostia for a while and uh, OJ was knighted within that time frame. So when he comes back, they are meeting for the first time. Um, and then B support, they kind of just reminisce about a time that Boris beat Barth. Um, and it, it kind of turns into a, a lesson about how you shouldn't fight just to fight. You should have a reason behind what you do um because just mindlessly fighting isn't productive it's not going to get you anywhere um and so uh oj kind of takes that to heart and in the a support he kind of you know says hey i don't really have a cause um you know i became a mercenary because i just i needed money to feed my family um and boris says well that's that's a cause you know it doesn't have to be this huge grand thing um like protecting your country or saving the world to use his examples um it can be something as simple as wanting to feed your family um in in a way that's kind of what Bors is doing right because we we found out in in the barth support that he became an armor knight so that he could protect the people he cares about and yeah i can't think of a better way to protect somebody than to make sure that they're able to eat uh so it they're pretty similar in that regard um it's nice it's a nice little support i think it's a it's a good uh, moment for Boris being kind of a mentor in a way that I think would have been really cool to see with Wendy, but it just doesn't just doesn't happen. Uh, so the the OJ support kind of filling that need I think is good. Um, overall, that was his last support, and I, I, overall I think Boris is a pretty alright character. Nothing really noteworthy. He has a couple good supports, a couple bad supports, but generally I think he's a he's a nice guy. Um, I like his kind of take on what it means to be a knight, and yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot else to say. He's kind of a kind of a middle of the road character, I'll say. He's uh, he's fine. He's fine. All right, we'll do Barth next because why not? Barth has four support. Oh, sorry, five support partners, and it's just all the Ostia people again. Um, so we're gonna go through the ones we've already talked about. The one with Wendy is really bad um i think that he it's better for him than it is for wendy because all the supports are better for the other character than they are for wendy um but basically you know he he i think you can generously say that it says something about his character that he's he's willing to kind of like teach wendy kind of like all these all these lessons and then at one point he realizes that he needs to go hands off and just let her figure it out because She's not going to get anywhere if he just keeps, you know, giving her direction the entire time. He need, She needs to be able to to manage on her own. Um, but it's still obviously her, her comrade and is there for her. So that's all right. He's he's fine in that support. And the Boar's one we've already talked about. Uh, nice for him. Um, pretty generic. Just like, oh, I want to get stronger. I need to be the strongest. I do like his, his um, thought about how he's... You know, armor knights are the strongest one-on-one fighters, but that doesn't really mean anything when you're up against like a legion of of enemies. So, um, I appreciated that observation, but past that, it was a pretty mediocre support, I would say, for for Barth. Now, next, we'll talk about Astolfo. Um, so the Astolfo support is interesting. It's just them being a couple of like paranoid war vets. Um. That's maybe a little bit harsh, but basically the C support is good because they're both, they, they were both really rocked by what happened to Hector and uh, the, you know, the ensuing rebellion. And they both really put a lot of blame on themselves. Um, so you can see maybe compared to, to Boar's, 
uh, Barth is kind of enabling this perspective. Um, in fact, interestingly, when Barth says, um, what does he say? Uh, the betrayals in the Alliance and Lord Hector's death, we are all to blame for that. So he's not even saying like, oh, it's my fault. He's immediately saying we, which I just think is funny. Um, and you can see kind of where uh, Astolfo is getting these ideas reinforced from. Um, and then the B support and uh, onward to the A support are just them saying like, is there a traitor in the army? We got to like suspect our, our comrades and like look into all of them. Uh, Astolfo is doing like some spy work. Um, their first and most obvious suspect is Guinevere um, because she is from Bern, of course. So that makes sense. Uh, Astolfo does some digging and just and decides that she's innocent. Um, and then that's pretty much it. He says, like, I'll, I'll you know, we're, we have some pretty strong bonds, but in case anyone new shows up, I'll keep an eye on them. So I don't know how I feel about this. Um, they don't it doesn't really feel like there's any kind of like moral or lesson here um, or, or like none of the characters feel like they've grown at all at the end of it. They're just kind of like, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan, but, um, you know, it's it's fine. I guess it's a it's a decent filler support. Definitely. Uh, Astolfo's worst one so far. Next is the Lilina support. Barth basically just talks to Lilina about Ostia and how the rebellion happened, and you know, is I don't really have anything to say about this. It's just uh, the the B support talks a little bit about uh, Debius and uh, Legans. But doesn't really go into any detail about them, just that they were kind of scummy and Lilina feels like she put too much trust in them. And uh, I don't know, it's it's fine. Maybe I'm just getting a little bit too tired, but this uh, this support doesn't really stand out to me at all. So I'm just going to move on, especially like for Barth, like for Lilina, maybe a little bit, but definitely not for Barth. So we can talk more about it when we get to Lilina. OK, so this one's a decent comedy support. So Barth comes up to OJ and says, why are you not an armor knight? And OJ says, well, I don't think I'd be able to handle the heavy armor. And OJ or uh, Barth says, well, you need to train harder so that you can handle the heavy armor. And so they just spend the entire support, like getting real swole and training and, and pushing themselves really hard. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, so you, you'll make a great mercenary. And OJ is like, wait, you wanted, I thought you wanted me to be an armor knight. And Barth says, well, I just kind of said that to motivate you. <laughs> and uh, that's really, yeah, that's basically it. So it, it's a fine support. If, if it was, again, it's one of those where it's like, if it was among better supports, I would be fine with it as like a pure comedy option, but it's just not, it's not, it, it's it's not really among better company. The Most of the Barth supports are just not all that good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like Barth very much. I think Barth is a very mediocre character. Um, we already talked about the Wendy one, right? Yeah, we did already talk about the Wendy one. Okay, so yeah, we can move on from Barth. Barth's mediocre. I don't really, I don't really have any strong feelings about him. Uh, next up is OJ. Okay, so for the first time in a while, we actually have uh, a character involved in the supports that is not from Ostia. So uh, OJ has five support partners: Boris, Barth, Wendy, who we've already seen. Lilina, um, and then also Lalum or Larum, um, the dancer who we're gonna see we're gonna see in uh in the next main episode. So, um, let's start with the ones we've already seen as usual. Uh, the Boris support is nice. I think it's it's a good learning opportunity for for OJ. You know, he's he's kind of like new, uh, you know, fresh off the fresh out of the academy knight who feel who's like kind of lacking a purpose. Um, or at least he feels like he is until Boris kind of says, like, you know, what you have is purpose, even if it doesn't necessarily seem that way. So I think that's cool. You know, the Barth support is, again, a decent comedy support, but nothing really to write home about. I guess I'll talk about the Wendy support if I have to. The B support is literally just the same as the A support, except uh, OJ is swinging his sword. Uh, he also wants to retrain himself in the basics. The basics are everything. And then the A support, they just kind of enter into a little bit of a rivalry. Um, and, and Wendy kind of says like, oh, you know, thank you for, for being my rival to motivate me. Um, 
and that's it really so it's 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 nice it's kind it's like kind of sweet i guess but it's just so boring <laughs> there's just really nothing to say about it so let's move on to the more interesting ones uh well hopefully more interesting ones i guess we'll see uh so we'll start with the lilina support okay so yeah this support is definitely a little bit more interesting uh first of all oj expounds a little bit on something we already know i think from his uh from his boar support where he explains that he's from a poor family um and and he is working to make money to send back to them so that that you know they can they can feed themselves um and they talk about uh he mentions he has brothers and then lilina asks about uh if he has any sisters and oj <laughs> says yeah i did have a sister i don't remember her very well but I sure I sure did have one. Um, and despite talking in the past tense and saying that he doesn't remember what she was like, um, Lilina doesn't seem to pick up the hint. So in the beast support, she just starts asking about her like, oh, you know, how's she doing? What's, what's her name? Tell me about her. Um, and she's like, uh, Lilina, she's not around anymore. Um, I guess because their, you know, their family was so poor, they had to, you know, you know, give her away, basically. Because if they didn't, then they all would have just starved. Because the, uh, I guess the logic is that the at least the boys can grow up, you know, to to work. Um, whereas the you know the girls don't really have, you know, much of a of a place in the working class. A little bit, in, I think that's definitely true. Like historically in Fire Emblem, it's a little bit different since we've seen that. Like, at least in terms of like armies, uh, they're they're equal opportunity employers. Uh, women uh, and even children. <laughs> get hired to fight in armies all the time so um that one's a little bit you know uh, that's nitpicking but i do think it's a little bit hard to to justify that in a game like fire emblem but it is what it is yeah and then lilina just kind of resolves to make ostia a place where all the children can be happy and this kind of runs into a it's this is an unavoidable problem and i'm i am gonna bring a little bit of my own politics into this um i am uh, in case anyone hasn't picked up on it um, I don't really like talking about politics very much um, because I don't, it's not, I don't think every conversation needs to have politics inserted into it. Um, and I just don't really enjoy talking about it because it makes me kind of sad or annoyed or angry or whatever you want to call it. But um, sometimes I think it's worth talking about. So I'll go ahead and and it might come up on a main episode as well, but I am generally speaking a very left leaning individual. Um, so you might notice that I have a few uh, left left skewed political uh, ideals and and ideas about how you know the government should be run and all that stuff, especially about like our economic system. The reason I'm bringing all this up is because it's always funny to me in supports like this. Where, especially if it's involving, like, 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 so, so, the characters in Fire Emblem are, are almost always, like, there's a ton of princes and princesses and lords and knights and, you know, all these guys, and there will always be, like, a couple people who are like, yeah, my family's so poor that we're all starving to death, and the lord is like, oh, that's so sad, but you're such a hard worker making sure that your family can eat, and it's like, okay, Maybe instead of living in your fucking mansion, your fucking castle with your million billion slaves, uh, I guess not slaves, they're like, they're, you know, they're servants. Um, maybe, uh, maybe send some money or some food to, uh, to make sure. How much food do you think Lilina wastes every single day? How much food do you think? That she, you know, she, she, you know, her, her servants make her breakfast in the morning. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, this is really good. Uh, oh, but they burnt the toast a little bit, so I'm not going to eat it. And he just throws it away. So it's just, it's just funny to me. And I think, um, you know, it, it, it tries to like, it, it, I mean, it, it, this is, I will say, I don't necessarily think, in fact, I'm, I'm pretty happy, um, that they don't try to like, analyze the the socioeconomic implications of like every interaction in fire emblem that's fine i don't really care that much it's just always something that i'm thinking about especially more recently you know i've i've been i have a lot of ever-evolving thoughts on this sort of thing and it's just it's just funny to me to think about like lilina you can help him 
you can help his family make make his family not starve anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's not as feasible as I'm making it sound, but uh, you know, doesn't matter, I guess. Okay, soapbox over. Um, the last character that he has to support with is Lalum. So let's read that one. Okay, so the uh the Lalum support is just a, a cute little comedy support. Um about how he accidentally comes across her while she's dancing um and he's like oh that's you know that's pretty cool you have a nice dance um and then they go back and forth and she basically is like i have a really special dance you want to see it and he's like yeah (laughs) um you know um like kind of implying like she's like it's implicitly sexual um which is uncomfortable because she's like 16 um but so is he i guess so it's fine whatever and yeah, they just they go back and forth about that a little bit, and it's cute, it's funny, you know. I'll I'll take it. Um, pretty decent set of supports from OJ. Uh, not a bad character by any means. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter until we talk about Lilina anyway. But I would say Bors is still my favorite, and that's not saying a lot. He's as I said, he's very middle of the road, but he's uh, you know, OJ isn't isn't too much better. I'll say that much, but. Anyway, we'll go ahead and talk about Lilina now, and Lilina will, will almost certainly end up being the best character this episode, but I guess we, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. So let's go ahead and jump into her supports. Okay, uh, yeah, this is going to take a while. Lilina has a whopping 10 support partners. That is a really high number. Um, so we, there's the, the four we've already seen, uh, OJ, Boris. Barth and uh, Wendy, and then she also has one with Roy. Of course, we've actually already seen the Marcus uh, support from last episode. The Astor, uh, there's a, the, an Astor or Stolfo conversation, uh, and then she has one with Gonzalez, Cecilia, and Garrett, all of whom are characters who we have not yet met. Um, so I'll quickly run through the four we've seen already. Um, her one with Boris, I think, is good for her uh, because I think it's it's cute, you know, to have her her worrying about something so, I guess, mundane is the wrong word, but um, you know, I I, I appreciate that the um the writers of Fire Emblem Six let their kids and teenagers act like kids and teenagers, and they worry about very kid and teenager things you know like Lilina is 13 or 14 um and i just i i think a lot about leaf and one of my main criticisms of leaf in that game is that he was basically just a, a small adult um and he made some stupid choices but like he was pra- he was basically an adult and and the game didn't really you know it didn't really treat him i guess like a normal teenager um, which is fine you know it's how they chose to write the game it's it's whatever um, but here, I do think that um, Shanna is a good example of this, but I think Lilina is another really good example of this, is like, she's, you know, her, her dad is dead, and she has the potential of, you know, she has to rule over an entire big territory, and, and you know, that territory also happens to be basically the ruling territory of an entire country, and she's worried about the boy she likes you know being a little bit too grown up um and and you know being able to button his shirt now and and you know she she remembers him as being such a you know a, a kind of immature little kid and now he's growing up and and she feels like he's leaving her behind and that's just such a human personal conflict that i i really enjoy um and i think that this is this is one of the things that supports really excel at, really excel at, because you we have like the big grand scale conflict of like the world is in danger, or maybe like different conflicting ideals, or you know, hatred and and prejudice being a big factor in decision making. That's all stuff that you can tackle in the main story of these games, but I feel like the supports are really great for analyzing the small personal conflicts of these characters. And this is a really good example of that. So I'm a big fan of the Boris support. And holy shit, I spent like five minutes talking about the Boris support, which you've already talked about. So I'm going to move on now and talk about uh, the other ones. The Barth support is okay. Um, 
Lilena learning how to like, you know, be a good leader. Uh, OJ is her kind of getting a motivation to, you know, be a leader that helps her people. Um, Wendy is her getting like acquaintance zoned. What's what is what would be the word for this? Um, she wants to bond with Wendy, but Wendy says no, and Lilena's like, okay, <laughs> that's the end of the fucking support. Um, yeah, so the rest of them are okay. I think the out of the Ostian characters that we've seen, I think the Boars one is definitely the most interesting. Um, for for Lilina at least, and then I like I I we don't really need to talk about this at all. But the Marcus one is also pretty good. I think it's uh it's cute for similar reasons. You know, she she's acting like a teenager. She's acting, um, like someone who is curious about about the boy she likes. You know. And and getting legitimate romantic advice from Roy's like retainer, who's like a seventy year old man, it seems like, or like a like a sixty year old man. Um, I don't know. It's 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 cute. I like it. Okay, so the uh, the next one we'll talk about is Astor. So more evidence for Astolfo being the best character in the game. We'll have to we'll have to see how how that pans out. But honestly, all these supports here is just so fucking good. This is really a how I met your father kind of story, uh, but basically he is recounting the story of how he first met Hector, um, and it's a really nice story. Uh, he snuck into Ostia Castle, Hector caught him, and instead of like doing anything about it, Hector basically offered him a job on the spot, um, and Astor actually tried to run away, um, and he did. He successfully escaped. Uh, Hector didn't even try to stop him, um, but when he got out and he kind of like wandered around for a while... Eventually, he ended up finding himself back at Ostia Castle and, and deciding to take Hector up on his job offer. And it's just, it's a nice little story. Um, doesn't give a whole lot of like character development or anything. Um, I wouldn't even say it's like significantly interesting backstory. It's just it's just a fun, just a fun little story. I like it. All right. Uh, I'm going a little bit out of order, so I'm actually not sure who's next. We're saving Roy for the end again. And instead, we will talk about. Yes. So yeah okay so we'll do gonzalez gonzalez is next let's read his support real quick so the gonzalez support is uh, okay so elephant in the room it is implicitly romantic um and that's weird because she's like 14 and gonzalez is i mean i have no idea how old gonzalez is he's uh, definitely a grown man though um now it's uh, i don't know if this makes it better or worse um but gonzalez is like very uh, like i mean to be to be blunt he has like a very severe intellectual disability um he's like he's like a caveman <laughs> he like he's uh he barely even speaks uh properly you know so he's probably got the mind of a child um I, again i don't necessarily know if that makes it better or if it is about the same or maybe it even makes it a little worse but um who knows? Um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any judgments on that. Uh, but it is definitely a little weird. Um, however, I do like the support. I think it's pretty sweet. Um, now, Gonzalez, uh, for context, I think context is important in the support. Gonzalez is a character who uh, you recruit in one of the uh, in one of the chapters um, by talking him with Lilina, and basically she stops him from going to destroy a village he's being manipulated by the by the bad guys um because he's just he's just kind of a brew who kind of does whatever he's told um and so she talks to him and says hey why are you doing this and he's like well i just got to follow orders and she talks him out of it basically um so i think that's important to understand kind of the uh the, the what's going on here a little bit um the c support and b support are pretty straightforward they're just kind of talking like doing nice things for each other um and then lilina brings up roy and you know, Gonzalez realizes that she might have feelings for him and then decides to to take off um, because it seems like he's developing feelings for her. And then the A support, they kind of hash it out a little bit like, um, you know, he's they're both crying like they're in. Gonzalez is just so grateful that Lilina helped keep him human. Um, like he he's so down on himself and it's a pretty consistent theme throughout his support, his supports from what I remember. Um, and and. I'm getting a little bit into Gonzalez territory, so we'll focus on Lilina. But I think, um, you know, she's able to reach this man in a way that no one has before. And I think that he really values that. 
Um, and I think it ended up causing him to fall in love with her. And um, by the end, it seems like the feeling is mutual. Um, you know, she, she explicitly says, I want to stay with you, which I think is about as explicit as you're going to get most of the time. But it, it's it's weird for sure. Like, I'm not I don't want to unpack um, all of what's going on there. Uh, it's it's creepy for sure. Uh, but if you just kind of if you just kind of like sweep that under the rug real quick, it's a pretty nice support. It's it's sweet. Um, I enjoy them together. I think they have good chemistry. Not <laughs> they came out wrong. I think they bounce off of each other well. You know, there are uh, there there are a couple of cool characters. I like them. Okay, next is Cecilia. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one. The Cecilia support is pretty mundane. Um, I actually forgot, frankly, that Cecilia was Lilina's teacher as well as Roy, um, and she kind of teaches her a few lessons over the course of their support chain. Um, the first one being a lesson on like how to how to entrust people with certain tasks and responsibilities. Um, basically, Lilina says, "Hey, you didn't teach Roy magic. Why did? Why is that? Why didn't you teach him any magic? He wanted to learn magic, but you just didn't teach him." and Cecilia explains, well, I recognize that he wouldn't be any good at it, basically. I guess you need to have an innate talent for magic, um, and and Roy could work hard at it and, and do well, um, but he wouldn't he wouldn't be like the best around or anything like that. He he doesn't he didn't have that innate strength in magic. Um and Lilina did. And she felt like if I taught him magic, then he's gonna get you know, he's going to get discouraged by the fact that he's trying harder and harder and harder and just isn't getting anywhere. So um, recognizing people's strengths and weaknesses and being able to work around those um, is an important part of, of uh, being a, a teacher and, and just a leader in general. So um, neat idea there. I like that. Actually, that was the B support. I forgot the C support was just basically nothing. So <laughs> we're just going to skip straight to the A support, which is... Um, Basically, they talk about Roy and how he's grown. Um, Lilina says, like, I want to be like Roy one day, but I couldn't even recognize that there was a traitor in my own castle. How could I be like Roy? Um, and Cecilia says, well, I've been there. Um, I also struggled a lot, and I've only made it this far because of the people I've had to support me. Um, and you can rely on people to support you as well. And Lilina kind of takes that to heart. Um, and that's the end of the support. So it's not really, uh, not really anything too crazy, um, but it's all right. You know, decent support. So next up we have her Garrett support. And this is a lot more, I think, interesting for Garrett than it is for Lilina. Garrett is a character who we're not going to see for a long time, um, at least another few main episodes. Uh, but Lilina recruits him. He's a bandit, kind of similar to Gonzalez, although definitely more, um, he's, he's smarter for sure. And basically, it's just Lilina being unflappably kind and genuine and caring in the face of a guy who just doesn't get it. Um, he's a very, I mean, he joined the army, right? So he's not like, he, he, Lilina was able to talk him out of banditry. Um, so he's not like a terrible person, um, but he, he's not a nice guy. And he, he definitely makes it clear to Lilina that like, you know, I'm a jerk. I'm just going to do what I want. And I'm here for the money. And you're so gullible and you're so naive. And Lilina's just not, she's not, doesn't have any problems with that. She's just like, yeah, you know, um, you're a nice guy. I trust you completely. I think you're better than you give yourself credit for. Um, and then the A support ends with her doing something nice for her, but kind of trying to pretend like he didn't, um, which is, uh, which is fun. And I like that. Uh, not really a whole lot going on here for Lilina, other than, you know, it, it obviously demonstrates her strength of character. Um, she's a really, really good person, and that is made very clear through the support. Um, but past that, that's eh, really all there is to it. So um, we can go ahead and end that one there, and let's talk instead about Roy. Uh, her Roy support. This ought to be fun. So this is pretty much the... Um, the closest thing that Roy has to a canon love interest. Um, she very explicitly has feelings for him, both in this support 
as well as other supports like in the in the Marcus support and then also like parts of the main story um so it's not surprising that they have like a romantic support here it's not actually super explicit um even at the very end although it's pretty heavily implied that they that they have feelings for each other um and it's cute you know um Lilina spends some time reminiscing about um the past and how things you know will never be like they used to be and feeling kind of sad about that um but saying you know well i guess you know i'm just being silly but then roy says you know there will be one thing that is always the same and that's the fact that i'm by your side and we're going to be together forever it's uh it's sweet it's nice and i would say not not my favorite roy support um i still think the shanna one clears it but this one's pretty good too i do like it and uh, of course if you have any interest in doing the canon pairing that would be this one um for sure i mean i guess, I guess canon in quotes um but like this is this is definitely the most push love interest it's like i'd say it's comparably canon to like ella wood ninian you know where it's like yes technically he could marry lynn or what was the other one fiora um but it's probably gonna be ninian and just like this you know yeah roy can marry sue or lalam or shanna but it's 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 lilina like we all know this right so um hopefully it's not too controversial anyway um that's all for for lilina and that is all for our ostian characters except of course for astral who we're going to be doing in a different episode so next episode we're going to be doing we're going to be dropping back down to four characters again we're going to be doing uh, mostly the characters from the orphanage in chapter three. So we have Chad and Lou, and then a character we have not yet met named Ray. Uh, by the time that episode comes out, the main episode where we meet Ray will have come out as well. So, and then finally Kath, uh, who is not related to any of those guys, uh, but I needed to put her somewhere, and she's not related to any of the other characters. So. Hell yeah. Um, so look forward to that. We're not going to be seeing that one for a while, I don't think. But yeah, so but uh, keep an eye out for the next main episode, uh, if that's not already out yet. Um, and then I plan to do a bonus episode about Engage at some point. I don't know when, but I do plan to get that out sometime soon-ish. Um, just giving my, my overall thoughts. I already explained this in the last one, so I'm not going to get into too much detail. But yeah. Have a good rest of your day, guys, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.